Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good afternoon, Facebook family, and welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guidance, servant on the healing journey. What's my name, Big Papa Brian Post? Happy freaking fabulous Friday, freaking fabulous Friday, freaking fabulous Friday, and 4th of July to you, you beautiful people, you. It is Friday, and I am glad because I am tired today. It's been a been a good, busy, steady week, but I was also got up very early this morning. I think I first woke up at like three thirty nine, and I like to watch YouTube videos first thing in the morning. So it's like I get to get my education in, and I'm just like. You know, getting pretty pretty uh, addicted to the whole YouTube thing. Hello, Mimi. Happy Friday to you, Mama. Um, there's something about... So I'm the kind of person, when I used to read a lot of books, I don't really have a lot of time to read a lot of books anymore. Like every now and then when I'm on a plane, I'll pull one out or I'll take one with me and I'll, I'll start reading it. But I used to read like three, four, five books at a time. So I'm that person that has a stack in, in, and usually my routine. See, when I get in a routine, that's when I can get my reading in and, you know, get my workout in. But hello, Rose Baker, love you so much. But when I am like always traveling and, you know, day, days are different and I, it's hard for me to get my routines in. And hello there, Jen. And so... I, when, when I get in my routines, I'm the person who likes to have five different books because I'll read a chapter in one and then I'll pick up another one and I'll read 10 pages and then I'll pick up another one. I'll read a couple chapters in that one, then I'll pick up another one and I'll read a couple chapters in that. You know, I just like the continuous feedback of the, the different, you know, zones of education. And so that's what I'm really digging about YouTube is that I can like open up, you know, a video on investing read that i can open up a video on motivation listen to that open up a, a video on um gosh cars supercars i love i'm totally into cars watch that you know it's like and then i find a good one that's like 30 minutes long and before i don't know it i've watched two hours so this morning i started watching videos before i knew it i had to be out of the door at eight o'clock so Got up really early. It's just been a long, it's been a busy week. A good week, but a busy week. But this morning, one of the videos I clicked on are is a, is a daily devotional video. And so I close my eyes and I'm just listening to it. And it's a good 10, 12 minutes. And, and it's almost always just a, a prayer. And in, in this particular one today, it was referencing 2 Sec, Timothy um one seven, and it is that God have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And that just really spoke to my soul this morning. It really spoke to my heart. And I'll I'll spend I'll spend the better part of that listening to that. Just you know, thinking about people in my life, praying for people in my life, praying for you all, praying for my friends praying for my family during that time. And that scripture this morning, it just kind of, just kind of sung to me. And I just wanted to share it with you that 
God has not given us a spirit of fear. We, we, we are not of fear. We are of power. We are of love and we are of a sound mind. And the thing, you know, I always reference and I always come back to, you know, Joseph Ledeau's statement in the emotional brain that stress causes confused and distorted thinking and suppresses the short-term memory. So when you're stressed out, you're not thinking clearly and you can't remember. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating to me, but then again, sometimes it's not because it's like I've been doing it so long and been thinking about this stuff so long and been seeing it so long that truly when you are regulated, you have so much power available to you. And I was just on the phone with one of my coaches. He's out. He's been out with some of our other kids. And and one of my little guys has just been having a hard time. I mean, he has just been having a streak of it. And he was having a really hard time today. They were out at the river and it was time to go and he wasn't transitioning well. And so he was having his little fit. But my coach called me, which number one is really important because I, I will always say to the, the families that we serve, you know, call me before it gets bad. And the same way with my coaches, you know, call me before it gets bad. And because the reason is, because I'm going to give you a different way of dealing with it. And so just him calling me represents his ability in a, in a state of stress and an invitation to stress to get confused and distorted and to lose his short-term memory. But he was able to maintain that. So he called me and I gave him a different, you know, a kind of a different take on it and, and gave him a suggestion for what to do. And, um, you know, it's going to be the little window of time. And I'm sure once uh, once he just kind of follows through, then the kid's going to settle down. And, but then I'm not done yet. So I'm, I've told him to call me back once we do, you know, part one, which was basically for one coach to take the other kids and go ahead and take them home. So I had two coaches, three coaches out with a big group of kids. One kid's having a really hard time transitioning. So I told two other coaches, go ahead and take the other kids home and then come back and pick him up. And I said, you know, during that time, because the kid was still in the river or whatever, during that time, I just want you to chill. I just want you to relax. I don't want you to try talking to him. I don't want you to do anything. Just give him a space. We have a really hard time giving children their space when we're stressed because when we become stressed we want to control we want to suppress and we want to change that's what we want to do when we're stressed we want to control we want to suppress and we want to change and i had a conversation with a dad just yesterday and it's so interesting because i I have known this conversation was going to come. This is a dad that's relatively new um, to working working with me and, and uh, working with challenging children. And hello there, Amanda. And so he's it's it's <laughs> it is the most interesting thing when a parent says to me, "But this child's different." This child, you should, I just wish you could see this child. And I'm like, yep, they're all different. But at the root, it's always stress and fear. And see, that's the thing. 
when we get focused on needing other people to see our children a certain way, that's not a reflection of our children. That's a reflection of our own inadequacy. That's a reflection of our own helplessness. Because we need other people to see our children a certain way to confirm and validate our experience. And the problem with that is that other people can't actually confirm and validate you. It's not going to make the stress go away. But see, in a state of, of confusion, in a state of distortion, you think that getting that support, getting that value that validation is going to make it better, but it actually doesn't. It actually creates more stress for you. And so I, you know, I listened to the dad tell me that, and I said, I, I understand completely, but what we need to look at is, what we need to look at is staying connected to where this child is at when she's in this state. So we walked through this whole process of him reflecting back and just really connecting and almost getting frustrated with himself in that moment with how quickly he forgets that she can be an infant, how quickly he forgets that she can be a two-year-old, and how quickly he resorts to power and control. But this, in this instance, is even a little more, a little more intense because he's a, he's a correctional officer at Pelican Bay. So he's surrounded, you know, all the time. That's what I was telling this particular couple. You guys, you know, you're working with, with a, tra a traumatized child and you're trying to do, you know, practice a love-based model, but you're also working in an environment that is completely fear-based. You know, all of those individuals are just like this young lady. And so... Helping him just understand that. See, that's what we need to be focusing on helping other people see. We need to be focusing on helping other people see just how stress sensitive and how fearful our children are. But instead, in our own inadequacy, in our own insecurity, in our own helplessness, we need others to see how bad our children are. And see, when that starts to happen, then you start to turn everyone's energy negatively towards your child. And guess what's going to happen when you focus more negative energy towards your child who's already stressed out and scared and overwhelmed? It's just going to make it worse. And it's just going to make you more stressed. And, and, and that, that is going to always take you in the same direction, which is negative. It's always going to take you downhill. The challenge is in learning how to see yourself differently so then you can see your child differently. And then when you need to communicate to others, you communicate to them about your child differently because we live in a stressed out world. We live in a stressed out world and most, most adults, if given the opportunity, are going to relate to your child and sometimes even you from a place of fear. I'm seeing a couple of comments here. My sweet, hello, Mary from the UK. Um, oh yeah, I'll be back next year. I'll be back as soon as this COVID stuff opens up. Rose says, I see that children's anniversary of things that happen makes it very difficult. Absolutely. Amanda um, says, I have a hard time sometimes giving that space to my own adopted children. However, the children on my case, so the, case, the space comes easy. It's tough and I know I have to work on it. That's a great comment. Amanda, the re and that actually came up because the dad said, 
I can be so patient with the inmates, but with my own child, I snap. Well, he doesn't necessarily snap, and we talked about that, but we talked about how he likes to talk and try to be logical, and that's what's actually maximizing his window of tolerance, and then he snaps. So I've got to get him to start reflecting and, and going, really looking at himself and really looking where he's at and staying present because that's a dynamic that's playing out between he and his daughter is that he's emotionally abandoning. She has an abandonment dynamic and then she she chases after him and he tries to run away and she won't let him and then he snaps because he's like an animal who's cornered. So why does he have more patience with these serial killers and psychopaths in Pelican Bay and he doesn't have patience with his 10-year-old daughter? Because... Just like with, with Amanda and your caseload, that is a highly cognitive, highly logical experience. That's work. You've, you take work on with your prefrontal cortex. So you're taking work on from a place of less threat. Whereas with your child, that's the other three-fourths of your brain. That's your body. That's emotional. See, we forget that relationship is emotional. Relationship is not cognitive. If it was cognitive, you wouldn't need to sit here and, and listen to me and read books and go to seminars and do all the things that you try to do to figure out these scenarios with your kids because you hear things once and then it would work. But see, it's not cognitive. It's emotional. And that's why it can be so difficult with our children in the moment because our emotions get engaged. In the moment you get stressed, the moment you become stressed, you turn on your blueprints, you turn on that brainstem, and that's what starts to be communicated. So it's emotional, that's why it's so difficult. That's why it's so important to breathe. That's why it's so important to calm yourself down and to get present. Joanne says, I recently started to listen to you and I read The Great Behavior Breakdown. I have started to give our son space, which he isn't transitioning from one activity, when he isn't transitioning from one activity very well. That alone has been, uh, let me find it again. That has been a game changer. Oh, fantastic. I stay near, reassure I am here and wait till he comes to me. When he has a severe unregular moment, I sit near him and he thinks I lost my mind. And he thinks I lost my mind. He then comes quicker and has asked, what was I doing and why? Thank you. You're welcome, Joanne. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm always, always so thankful and so happy when something I share with you, with all of you, with any of you can have impact, right? And Because I know this stuff is not easy. I know this parenting journey with adopted children, biological children, traumatized children, foster children, grandchildren. I know it's not easy, but I'm so appreciative when you when you take something, you're able to take something that I share with you completely in service to your journey, and it's actually really helpful for you. And I'm all I always want and pray for your for your successes. And you know it's it's um it's funny you say that Joanne because just today, I was talking to a dad, so I was visiting a family, and this mom has seven kids, seven kids, mom and dad have seven kids, and I've spent the better part of a year working with them, and 
they've done so well. They've done so well. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It's so refreshing. And the mom said to me today, because I introduced it, introduced him to another coach that I had suggested maybe he could come over and do some recreational time with him. And she, she was like, you know what? I'm really calm. And she said, and I don't want to come across as not grateful or ugly or anything else, but we're good right now. She said, I'm really calm and I don't want anything to mess that up. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. That always feels so good. And I was talking to the dad and he said, you know, I've really learned. This goes back to what you were saying, Joanne. I've really learned. Hello there, Terry Lynn. Hello, hello, indeed. Hello, Tammy. And uh, the dad said, I've really learned that my son, his, his now 15-year-old teenage son, needs time to transition. He says, so I can talk to him about something. I can tell him what I expect and what I want to do and what we're going to do. And then I just give him time to process it. I just give him time. And, and dad said, that just that just helps so much. So just to, just to reiterate kind of what you were saying there, Joanne. Um, Margina says, thanks. That I feel like I have more patience with my students at school. Oh, fantastic. So fantastic. Your, your grandchildren probably don't get as much patience from you, and they probably do not because it is emotional. And it's, I'm going to, one last thing, I'm closing, I'm done. When we become stressed, hey, Jason, when we become stressed, our brainstem sends off a vibration, a vibration connected to an old experience. <clears throat> so the, the amount of stress is the depth that we travel within our brainstem to find the old memories. When the stress finds the old memory, it releases a vibration. That vibration actually gets sent out into the space looking for a matching vibration. So when our children get stressed, their brains are literally sending out a vibration looking for a matching vibration because that matching vibration is familiar. Well, then what happens is we get stressed and we drop into our brainstem and guess what we do? We say, well, hello, beautiful. And we connect in that matching vibration. Unfortunately, that matching vibration is negative. When that happens, that's what's reinforcing the negative pathway that the brain continues to follow. When it doesn't happen, when it's not met with a negative vibration, when the invitation is not accepted, then there's a period where the brain is confused, the brain is freaking out because the back pathway is being pursued, but it's not, it's not finding that matching vibration because it can't find that matching vibration. It doesn't know what to do. And this is when you see your children spiraling, spiraling, and sometimes this is when they go through a series you know, days or weeks of really having challenging behaviors. It's because their brains are following. They're doing the best they can. I know it sounds crazy, but they are doing the best they can in the moment. Their brains are following their own neural pathway. That pathway has been established over days, weeks, months, and years. So when they get stressed, their brain's firing off and following a pathway. 
They don't have any other pathway to pursue. They can't just do something different. They have to follow that pathway until a new pathway is formed. And you don't just form a new pathway like that. You don't just form a new pathway by threatening or by punishing or by taking away or by shaming. New pathways don't form like that. Usually what those things do is they just reinforce existing pathways. To create new pathways takes work, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes persistence, it takes passion, but most of all, it takes love, and it takes power, and it takes a clear, sound mind. So when your child continues to send you that negative emotional invitation, and you continue to not accept it, you have to ride that child's pathway, that pathway through until you start creating a new experience in their brain. You were not given, God did not give you a spirit of fear. God gave you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Keep your stress down, keep your fear down, keep breathing, fully actualize your power fully actualize the power of love and keep that clear sound mind remember in any given situation we always have three choices we can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress fear and overwhelm or we can stop we can slow down take three to ten deep breaths maybe more maybe you just step away as i said the other day when when things around me are, are escalating i'm de-escalating and then you choose love. And I hope you guys will choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. Happy 4th of July to you. Appreciate you so much. Oh, you know what? We're almost at 50,000 followers. Is that not the most awesome thing ever? Please, if anything I, I say resonates with you, I can almost guarantee you there are probably five other people in your circle of influence that need to hear the same message. Like the video. Share it. Say it loud, say it proud. Let's spread the love. I need you. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up every possible day that I can. And so I need you to help me spread the message and spread the love. God bless. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. Going to be on the road Monday. Going to be on the road all next week. So things could get a little sketchy. But I'll, I'll be touching base with you guys. We'll talk soon.